Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, actually. Good, good. Even though we, uh, we're about to get into our long list of apologies and how wrong we are to misjudge our coaches and players who played a hell of a basketball game last night, uh, I came out of last night just, just re-energized about, about Alabama basketball. And, uh, man, kids just played hard. And uh, I, I wasn't really sure going into last night we had much of a chance this Saturday. But uh, now I'm excited about this upcoming Saturday. Uh, th there's no doubt about it. Before we get into it, I got to talk about NICO Sports again. If you've been listening to the podcast all week, uh, you know NICO Sports is the best. And we appreciate them coming on as a new sponsor. Um, really pumped about what they have in terms of Alabama memorabilia, go check them out at nicosports.com. And you can see, for instance, uh, a Calvin Ridley signed football from the 2017-2018 season for only $149. You can't beat that deal right there. They've nope. also got a uh, Tua autographed, ready-to-be-framed custom jersey. And that's at Sports, N-I-K-C-O-Sports. Dot com. They do a fantastic job, Julio over there. Um, I've talked to him a few times. He's he's really great. And he's like, look, you you don't read directly off of what we give you in terms of, of uh, a live read. And he said, that's what we want. We want you just to talk about it. And so I went to the website and I saw they had a bunch of cool stuff. And if this keeps going the way it, it went last night, we're going to be getting some signed autograph memorabilia from one coach, Nate Oates before too terribly long over at NICO Sports. But NICO Sports, you can also call 800-345-2868, and you get just the same attention if you call them on the phone or if you go to the website. There's not a better one. They're both awesome. So 1-800-345-2868 or NICOsports.com. All right, Jimmy, uh, yeah, you're right about the apology thing. I'll tell you, this is, this is the God's honest truth. When we went into overtime, I, I thought, okay, well, I told everybody. I'm going to do yeah, they're selling stuff that our, our, our fans, the fans of the podcast, will want to have in their in their collection, in their homes. <laughs> uh, man, it's just a perfect, the perfect sponsor for this imperfect show. They're, oh, that's, that's our tagline. That's how we sell sponsorships <laughs> right there. Um, but uh, so when we hit the shot to go into OT last night, I thought, okay, I told everybody on the podcast, I will do a podcast by my damn self if I have to, um, with apologies. And I was prepared to do that. But instead, what I was going to do, because I was so pumped up at that time, was I was just going to have 35 minutes of me going, let's go, let's go, y'all, roll tide, let's go. I was just going to do that for 35 minutes. Um, <laughs> and, and I think people would have been down with it. Um, for at least five minutes. But we did lose. Look, look, let's let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Okay. No moral victories. We're Alabama. Yeah, no, but you know what? That's that's such a cliched thing to say, too. If yeah, you can't right. walk away from that game and feel positive and energized and realize, oh shit, all the things that we've been thinking are true are true. Herb Jones is our glue guy. He is our leader. And when he came back in the game, you know, we start out 16 to nothing. And then Herb Jones checks in for a minute. Oh, and oh shit, we start playing better? Are you kidding me? That's that makes a lot of sense. And so it makes a lot of sense. And if I'm an NCAA committee member, I'm thinking, 
oh, you're telling me if they had had Herb Jones for the Arkansas and Tennessee games that things might have turned out a little bit differently? Oh, okay, that makes sense now. And it has validity to it. In the past, we could have said, oh, well, if this guy wouldn't have been hurt, and then he comes back from being hurt, and we're like, oh, we're still just as shitty as when he left. But no, Herb Jones makes a difference, guys. And it was awesome to see. And the fact that he went out there and played with a cast, and there's no way. He, I don't I don't know if he did shoot the ball. If he shot the ball, I, I didn't so. see it. There's uh, no way he could he shoot. Shot. I don't recall a shot. I don't think he shot the ball. Have you ever he had been several proud? rebounds? He had like seven rebounds. And he had a monster block at the end of the game. Have you ever been prouder of a player who did not take a shot but played incredibly <laughs> meaningful minutes? You know, it sort of reminded me. It, I mean, it's not apples to apples, but 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 years ago when uh, Lane Bearden tore his ACL and, and just didn't want to miss a senior season and punted, <laughs> punted the rest of the season with a torn ACL limping around the field like we would right now as healthy old men. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, and I think in so many ways that epitomized uh, Alabama sports and, uh, and, and Herb last night. It just reminded me of that. It's like Herb is hurting. His hand has to be sore as hell. I've never seen or could recall watching a player play basketball with a club on his hand. He was literally playing with one hand and an arm. One hand and an arm. That's all he had, and it was it was it was just. I think it shows that this group. I know we've blown some games, but look, we've got seven or eight guys. They're going to run out of gas. Not only do we only have seven or eight guys, we play full speed. They're going to run out of gas when, when, at the end of the half and the end of the second half. They're going to be tired. It's just human nature. It's not anything else than that. And last night was just proof, man. When we get 13 healthy guys uh, under Nate. We're going to be hell to deal with. We just have to have some uh, some good players. But no, I, I, I think it was great. And as much as me and you played up that we're going to get blown out, we both did bring up the fact that, well, we believe that, but we're not exactly going to bet money on it. And it's a good thing we didn't because we would have lost our money because we covered we covered the spread, uh, and, and which is proof as to why I don't, even though I live 45 minutes from a sports book, I don't gamble. That's the perfect illustration as to why I don't, and you shouldn't if you value holding on to your money. But, but uh, wow, what an effort, and I'm excited about – I'm just excited about Saturday. And like you were saying about moral victories, Luke, you made a great point. It, you know, I, that, that, we shouldn't say there's no such thing as moral victories because that's stupid. There, there's not. That is not even a thing. You don't lose and get to count it as a win ever. No one gets to do that. Even if the Spring Hill Badgers and NAI school of, of, from Mobile stays within four points of Baylor, they don't get to count that as a win. They lost. They lost. That, that's like the ultimate moral victory, but they lost. There is no moral victory. But what there is is this, the direction of the program. Your program is getting better or it is getting worse. And last night was yet another example that our program is getting better. Well, first of all, um, I would have won last night because I would have taken Auburn on the money line. Just let's clarify, ah, clarify that. Uh, number point. two. Um, <laughs> well, you wouldn't have made two, much money. No, nah, I wouldn't have made much, but, you know, you got to yeah, take free nice little victories. <laughs> yep. um, so what I think you can take away from last night is a, an Alabama team walked into – um, 
that hell hole that is a, a, a temple of nightmares for basketball teams right now. And they took a haymaker. They took two haymakers from Auburn right off the bat. And they took them because we walked in like a, a nervous boxer. And it's like we forgot to even put our gloves over Burn our face it. at first. I mean, we just – it was Mike Tyson swinging on Buster Douglas for a minute. And then all of a sudden, you know, Buster Douglas still isn't knocked out. And you're, we're just hanging around, hanging around, chipping away. And, you know, it's, it's we cut the lead to 10, then they go back to 12, then we cut it to 8, they go back to 10. You know, we just keep doing it that way. We don't go on this, you know, incredible run. We just chip away. And then after the halftime – Auburn sort of builds it back up again. And even though we're missing free throws, and even though we're shorthanded, and even though we don't have a big man who's very coordinated, and even though we're getting touch fouls, I mean, look, look I'm not bitching about the officials because sometimes you're on the other side of the of the coin when it comes to officiating. But they called it in Auburn's favor. That's what happens when you are playing on the road in the SEC. I kind of get that. Um so I'm, I'm not bitching about it. I'm just saying it's true. I mean, they went to the free throw line a bunch more than we did. And um, there's no secret about that. Now, we shot a lot more three-pointers, too, which adds to that. But, um, you know, we just didn't quit. And I think we're so used to seeing our basketball team quit that we're fired up that they didn't quit. And um, everybody's going into this LSU game thinking, okay, we got a good shot. And we are catching them at a good time because LSU played like shit at home Tuesday night against Missouri. They won but they played like shit. Have you ever seen it where one team, a a much more talented team wins at home and you feel worse about them and a a team that's less talented, still banged up, loses on the road and we feel infinitely more better than we felt before that game started. Well, it explains what we're talking about. There's no such thing as more victories, but there's direction. There's a trend. There's a direction. Alabama's is, is up. Alabama's direction right now is up. Now, does that mean we'll win Saturday? No, but the direction is up. We feel good, and we have every reason to feel good. And uh, an LSU, uh, maybe coming off one of their worst games, uh, I would just call call their direction at the moment sort of a question mark, but uh, but a good team. They, they've put together a great season. They're extremely well coached. They have an SEC Player of the Year candidate in Skylar May. Uh, and of course, uh, a beast and, and Watford, uh, they, they, they already dispatched us in Baton Rouge, a little bit of a revenge game for us because we, we sort of played them tight for a while. I mean, we, we were really in that game. Uh, we'll see what happens Saturday afternoon at 3 PM. Uh, but it's a big one. Is it at three or five? I think it's at three, but I'll double check that. Well, I'm double-checking it right now. Um, double-checking now. We don't want to lead our people wrong, but I, I think it's at three, which is a weird time, but I believe it is at three. Well, you know, back in the day, long, many moons ago, uh, that's when all SEC games were. It is at three. You're right. They were either at three or they were at seven. That's when they were on Saturdays. And I remember it pretty clearly because we had the Jefferson Pilot games, and you were hoping you were you know, either on three or seven. That was it. Those were your options. Um, but anyway, it is at three. You're right. I thought it was at five. I guess the, maybe the last one was at five or something. Anywho, or maybe I'm two hours ahead. I don't know. Um, so if it is, if I am two hours ahead, I'll let you know how it comes out. Um, so Shackelford, I mean, look, Petty was great. Um, I thought Petty is is coming into his own. He's been doing that for a while now and he's, he kept his cool. In fact, I thought, 
you know, like after the game when Samir uh, Dowdy was doing his little uh, like waving shit. I mean, you know, first of all, don't do that. I mean, just I don't want Alabama players doing it. I don't want you doing it. It just sucks. It just sucks. It does. I hate it when people do. You know, like we're 13 and 11, man. Just don't wave at us right now. If it was Duke, okay, maybe if you want to do that. But that's that's that, that sucks. Um, but uh, anywho, I think Petty has kept his cool more. Mm-hmm. And – and I liked it. Um, and then he also, you know, he hits the huge shot and he has the wherewithal to turn his foot inward to make sure he's not on the line for the game tying three pointer. Um, Kyra Lewis only has one turnover towards the end and it sucked that it happened when it did, but he had to be exhausted. He has only the second triple double, only second player to get a triple double, I guess, in Alabama history. Um, but Shaq who would have, who would have uh, thought that he who would have thought that to, to make the triple double, he would just be sitting at 10 points, though. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's rare exactly. in basket in basketball triple double history. That's probably pretty rare. It's got to be rare. Um, but Shackelford, I mean, dude, I, he might be SEC freshman of the year. He might be. I don't think he'll win it. I mean, obviously, Trendon Watford has a good case. Um, any you know, pick some dude from Kentucky, you know, that I'm sure is a freshman. That's a badass. That's fine too. But. I don't know. Shackelford is so good for this system, and it's just irony that we are – you know, a lot of times when a new coach comes in changing things up, you're stuck with guys from the previous class. I don't know that Nate Oates could have handpicked somebody better fitted for this offense than Shackelford. Yeah, we are just talking yesterday in the podcast how bad our luck is. There's an instance of having very good luck, a guy recruited by the last staff who happens to be a perfect fit, who frankly would have been a little handcuffed by the last two coaches – uh, and you know, one, one, maybe it's because that's what I'm used to under Wimp and 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 and, and, and Avery and Anthony. Maybe I'm a little used to. I'll just say to Shackelford, he's still. I mean, just you know, like Spinal Tap. You know, turn it up to eleven. I think I think if 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 Shackelford just turned it down to ten on the on the threes he takes, just turn it down to ten. I mean, don't don't become a different dude. Don't stop jacking the ball up, but. I think he was seven out of 17. Seven out of 17. Yeah, which is, I mean, I'm not saying that's terrible. It's not terrible at all, but you know what sounds just a little bit better than seven out of 17 is seven out of 15. <laughs> you know, just well, yeah. one well, no, I think, two. But, but here's the thing. I think if you say, okay, yeah, seven out of 15 sounds better, but it really would have been more like six out of 15 instead of seven out of 17. Yeah, yeah really, because he would have, you're right. You're right. I mean, if he took two less, he, he probably misses one. But I'm just saying, I love the fact that the kid has no conscience and he's eager to put the ball up. I love that fact. But but put him up when you're when you're open. When there's no hand in your face. When you're not forcing it. When your feet are set. S- smart shots. Smart shots and keep jacking them up. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm yeah. I, I hear you, and I think under under any other regime, I would agree. I, right now, I'm like Shaq. Throw that shit up. You're the best shooter we got. <laughs> I know. I, look, everybody's going to say, if you asked the average Alabama fan, said, who's the best shooter, they're probably going to say John Petty. I, if it, if there's a three-point contest today, I'm taking Shackelford all day. Um, That's a he really just, good question. He, no, and again, I'm not saying Jaden's taking all these terrible shots. I'm just saying just just tweak it. I mean, I, I'm asking for a tweak, not an overall. Just tweak. Yeah, I just, got you. That's it. Uh, and I would agree, I think uh, – I think it'd be interesting to watch Kyra Petty and Shackelford 
have a, a three-point contest. I would probably take Shackelford. A lot of recency bias in that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. A three to win the game. Who do we want? Probably Shackelford because the kid has no conscience. He has no conscience. Well, I mean, he, he won't hesitate. To, he, won't, he won't hesitate. I'll tell you, Mike's petty. But he, now, a bit, he take, did it last night in some ways. Now, I'm going to tell you, to win the game, I might take petty. He's hit some big shots here lately. And, like, if you you got to feel like to win the game, I, I I may want Petty doing that. Now, I mean, it's close. Um, I don't necessarily want Kyra doing it. I want Kyra to be the distributor to the guy who's going to win it. That's what I want. Um, meaning I want him to drive and dish. That's what I would like to see. Um, boy, I'm telling you, it would have been something to get this win. It really would have. But I feel like in a in a way, now I am putting lipstick on a pig in a sense, um, but it's a nice looking pig to start with. It's a pig that may not even need makeup. Um, but okay, if we had won, I think everybody would be so euphoric and it would maybe be written off as this was sort of a fluky thing. Losing allows everybody to keep egos in check and and to say, okay, Auburn knows we were there. And we may not like it. Historically, Auburn's the worst program in the SEC. I love saying that. I'm going to say it again. Historically, Auburn's the worst program in this league. Now, right now, they're not. They're arguably the best um, in this small time frame of SEC basketball history. They're arguably the best. And we went in there, and we took their asses to overtime at a time when they had every reason to beat our ass and they're riding a wave of success and we were short-handed. And we took the the biggest punch we can take right in the nose to begin with and we just chipped away. We didn't make some miraculous run where we were throwing it in over our heads and the ball was going in. It wasn't any of that. We just worked. And that's what makes me so excited. It, there was nothing – there wasn't lucky anything about this. We we are the least lucky team in the SEC. They are the most lucky team in the SEC. That is statistically proven. And we came back from all of that and played with one dude who couldn't shoot to begin with with a cast on his hand. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty damn good, Jimmy. Oh, and, and, and there's this. Even though Auburn is ranked 11th in the country and they've only lost twice and LSU is really good and they've only lost a couple times and Kentucky, you know, they're obviously a good team too. Uh, we're going to go in that SEC tournament for the first time I can remember in a long time. And, I, and I'm not like worried about what side of the draw we're on, who we would play in the quarters. Uh, I, I think, I think we can, not will, I think we can beat anyone in this league and we could win two or three in a row up there and, uh, and, and, and get hot at the end, especially if we miraculously for the first time, it feels like all year get, you know, basically have nine healthy guys, uh, uh, so yeah, all uh, all good, trending up, and uh, Saturday's a challenge. I think we had to win. We if we want to make the NCAA tournament, and those those hopes are fading with that very marginal record we have. But if we want to be in the tournament, we need a quality win, and we need to rack up wins, and that means Saturday. I, I see, other than getting hot at the end at the SEC tournament, there is no path to getting in that doesn't include beating LSU to Saturday. Uh, I, I mean that's, agree. that's just a fact. In a sense, the tournament begins for us Saturday. Now, if we win Saturday and, you know, then we beat 
a and then do what we're supposed to do the rest of the year, like beat A and M, probably lose close to Ole Miss or win close Ole Miss, and vice versa with Mississippi State. You know, both those on the road might have to win one of those. That's what I'm saying. You got to win one, and you and you can lose one, and then beat Vandy at home, probably beat Missouri on the road, and then win a game or two in the SEC tournament. Okay, yeah, we'd we'd be in. I think we're in. I think we'd be. I think we would be in, but that. I think the the two toughest things to do in that path you just laid out, the two toughest things to do, win one of those road games in Mississippi uh, oh, and beat LSU at home. Those are the two toughest things to do. And uh, There's no doubt. And, and here we are, and it's right in front of us. And uh, I, I suspect we'll see Herb. The crowd will love it. The crowd's going to go nuts when Herb's in the game. And uh, we need a loud – we need a loud environment. We talked about it, uh, you know, that th- a lot of this is on Fluffopotamus and his crew. I mean, we, we, we got to get a, a loud, excited, because three o'clock in the afternoon is kind of a weird time for a drunken student section, but, uh, but, but we need him to do it. We need him, we need him to uh, be uh, very drunk and very loud at three in the afternoon. It's a lot to ask of a college kid to be drunk at three in the afternoon, but I think they can do it. You know, a place where everybody was loud and, and, and drunk early in the afternoon that was at the national championship game in 2017 because I was there in Atlanta against Georgia and somebody else that was there in that game was Calvin Ridley and Calvin Ridley signed several footballs for that game. Nyko sports got their hands on them and they have fewer. I bet you they've got much fewer than this now, but when we were given this live read, they had fewer than 50. It has to be much less than that now. So go right now, to nikosports.com, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com, and just search for the Calvin Ridley football. $149. That's, I mean, that's, it's like stealing from Calvin Ridley directly. I mean, you just you just took $149 of his signed money for right from his wallet. And uh, it's, it's amazing the stuff they have there. They have some Tua memorabilia one of them being a ready to be framed jersey that's going to be such a big deal i mean I, I'm, we all know two is going to kick us what did you just fall through an elevator shaft <laughs> no but that was that's almost what happened no i'm just in a in a, in a room some we have a real heavy door enters this room and someone walked through the room no kidding. that's all that happened you know there's a very jimmy stein door. joining us from kilby this afternoon everybody <laughs> Uh, anyway, expansive security here at the <laughs> law offices, including includes a heavy door. Uh, Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O. You can call them 1-800-345-2868, 1-800-345-2868, or go to Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O Sports.com. Make sure you heard, well, you did hear it, but make sure you tell them you heard about it here on the Locked on Bama podcast. Um Great, All right, so Jimmy, are company. you going Saturday? Are you going Saturday? I am not going to be able to go this Saturday. I am going to a game in a, in a week or, or, or two, but uh, I think it's the final home game. Uh, but I am not uh, going to be able to go this Saturday. Are you going? Okay. I, well, I, I don't know yet. I haven't. Look, man, when you got a bunch of children and shit, you don't know from minute to minute. Um, right. And I've only got one kid that's with me right now, but it's a three-year-old. And so things can get kind of dicey, um, you know, and it's Valentine's. And I got, look, tonight I got to go eat with my father-in-law and, and my wife and, and sister-in-law and a bunch of other folks. And then tomorrow we got a Valentine's thing. And then, you know, who knows? But I hope I go. Um, so we got LSU at home, 
A&M at home, at Ole Miss, at Mississippi State, uh, at South Kakalaki. No, no, South no. Kakalaki at home. That's Vandy at to. home. Vandy at home, and then at Missouri. Now, I'm going to here's South the Carolina thing about again. South Carolina has become. I, we don't need to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you know, we've got a few minutes left of this podcast. They are dangerous as shit. They just beat the fire out of Georgia. Now Georgia has probably put a stamp on this letter and they have mailed it in. They they just bye bye now. They don't give a shit anymore. I'm surprised Georgia's too. Aren't they in year two of Tom Crean? And they have the best player in the country, or they have one of the most talented players in the country. This is year yeah, two. Yeah, by the way, he's right? going to win freshman of the year. I should have – I forgot about him. The number one draft pick in the NBA draft, yeah, he'll win freshman of the year. <laughs> but uh, but he, he doesn't contribute to wins like Shackelford's doing at Alabama. But, yeah, I True. agree that, uh, that Edwards is going to win SEC freshman of the year. But what I'm just saying is uh, with just uh, just raising an eyebrow, I'm not one that, that bashes coaches and wants to get rid of coaches too quickly. I'm just saying I'm a little surprised that in year two – uh, Crean's not winning, even though he's got maybe the most talented kid uh, in the league uh, and, and isn't winning. So I, I just, it's a little situation to watch. Let, let, let's call it a uh, – let's, let, let's slightly warm his seat over there. You, you know, know what he is? He's the Will Muschamp of basketball. <laughs> he gets, he get, he'll get one he's or two badasses. And then, but he's gonna just do what he does. Right. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna go into Memphis and win. Back when Memphis was what number six or whatever they were, and right. then he's gonna get the hell beat out of him in a very mediocre SEC every game. That's right. And then I, I see it's him exactly doing. It. He's a good coach. I mean, Will Muschamp's a good coach. He's a good. But the thing is, in this league, even basketball, uh, good sometimes isn't good enough. I, I saw, you know, I don't want to get into this because it'll be a ten minute thing. But I was looking at a discussion about Anthony Grant on one of the the message boards and look, Anthony Grant proved before he got to Alabama, he was a good coach and he did some good things at Alabama. Uh, and now he's proven at Dayton that he's a good coach, but, but here's why we'll be like, how, how couldn't it work? Uh, look, look, he's winning there. And we didn't win. No, in the sec, good is not good enough. Good. Isn't good enough. If you're going to win and do things that get everyone excited and spending money and going to final force, you have to be great. Uh, yeah. Anthony has not been great. He's he's good. He's good. Tom Crean's good. But, man, in this league, you better be great. Ask Muschamp. Muschamp's a good coach, but I don't think he's great. And it, it like, takes great. You know, it really does. Um, Man, I, I, I'm going to tell you, it's just I'm, I'm a little nervous getting excited about this. This is kind of like oh. after a breakup, you go on that first date and the everything's great. And you're like, oh, my God, this – you know, this is great. I mean, she's wow. She's Sarah Underwood to me. Just, not yelling. Yeah, yeah Sarah Underwood looks just as good yet. in person as she does on the on the Twitter <laughs> pictures. This is this is fantastic. But I've been burnt. You know, there is part of me that's going. You know, you just got out of something. You know, guard yourself. Guard your heart, Luke. Guard your heart. Um, <laughs> wow. I just got out of a toxic toxic sure relationship we... with Anthony Grant and Avery Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be burned again. <laughs> well, let's just, um, I mean, people want to, here's the deal. And, and, and again, we can't, we're football first people. We can't help it. We're the University of Alabama. There's very <laughs> few basketball first fans. They do exist, but there's not a lot of them. We're a football school, right? So I think one of the issues we have with basketball is our collective psyche of treating every game like it's an event. We're too, we take too much of a micro look and instead of stepping back and and take a macro look. Uh, basketball needs to be judged on seasons. And, and because at Alabama, we're used to 
every game as a referendum on our football program. Uh, we sort of, I think, do that in basketball, and we make too much of a, of a good win and, and way too much of a loss, and, uh, you know, it's pr particularly when we expect a win. Uh, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why our basketball program feels so topsy-turvy, because I think as a fan base we do that instead of like, all right, well, this is Nate's first season. We got some injuries. We're playing shorthanded. Let's uh, let's see at the end of the year how, how this went. But instead, we, we, we want to judge whether we made a great hire on the game we're playing next, you know. Yep. So that's my rant for the day. I dig it. What a that's a that's a nice little rant you've thrown in here. Oh, right uh, real quick football bias. stuff. I'm continuing to march through in-state 2021 players, getting to big names everyone knows. And speaking of big names, kid I watched this morning, I was more impressed with than I guessed going in. I was kind of, to be honest, expecting less, but I was pleasantly surprised by Ramsey defensive tackle Tim Keenan who uh, has an Alabama offer, who, based on his own words in the interviews, a recent interview on BamaOnline.com, uh, Keenan uh, clearly likes Alabama a lot. I, I would definitely say we're the favorite to get him. I, I was impressed by his tape. Uh, not necessarily a disruptive presence or someone I would call a playmaker. I, I see nose guards, and to me, Keenan's a nose guard. Um, I see nose guards, effective ones, can be effective two ways. They can be a playmaker, which means the nose guard is going to whip the ass of the center or guard, get in the backfield, and tackle the running back for a three-yard loss. That's awesome. A playmaker, a guy that's disruptive that the offense needs to account for. Or you can still be a highly effective nose guard if you simply hold the point and become immovable. Terrence Cody being the best example of that. When Cody was at Alabama, he was an All-American, not because he had 18 tackles for loss. As a matter of fact, he didn't do that at all. What Terrence Cody did was hold the point. He made it impossible for the opposition to run between the two guards. The, the A gaps were either side, left or right, was not available to the opposition because Terrence Cody was there taking up that space, and you just couldn't run it up the gut against Alabama. Just take it out of the playbook. I, I think Keenan's probably a little more like Cody. I think he's more of a hold-the-point guy in the SEC than a disruptive playmaker like a Deron Payne, you know, was a nose guard to me that was a disruptive playmaker, whereas Cody's hold-the-point. I think Keenan's a little more Cody, but I don't mean that as some sort of negative. It's, a, it's an extreme positive. We saw what Terrence Cody did for us. So I like Keenan. I will now be uh, almost very excited if Keenan commits to Alabama and it's still too early for my rankings, but uh, I think you are definitely going to see Keenan in the top 10, and uh, it's possible he could be as high as somewhere around five or six. Whoa, I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, this, this Ramsey team is loaded, by the way. Yeah, uh, I have not watched Jeremiah Williams yet. Uh, he's, he's coming up next, probably two or three guys away. I'm watching Jeremiah Williams, their outside linebacker pass rusher that Alabama just offered a couple of weeks ago. He is an athletic guy that's probably going to be a little similar to, let's say, uh, Braswell. I mean, in terms of yeah. what he's physically like. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as Chris Braswell, but but uh, but he's obviously good. So he he's the guy I'm watching. Uh, a couple people from now, I'm watching Jeremiah Williams. I still have yet to watch, and I've already seen these guys, but I've yet to really watch. And I'm about to really watch and break down Dylan Brooks and Jaquincy McKinstry. That's so. Also later today.
All right, buddy. Well, thanks for uh, hopping on here late notice. Uh, we've just been chomping at the bit after that basketball win, and I uh, hope you had a good birthday, man. Thank you very much. I certainly did and was uh, proud of our basketball team, and uh, I don't regret being so negative about the game. <laughs> I don't regret because I think all of our fans sort of felt that way going in. But our negativity, real quickly, again, our negativity was not, oh, we suck, we're not good enough. Our negativity was me and Luke both – completely expected Auburn to play better than they did. We, we expected Auburn to shoot like it was the three-point contest on NBA All-Star Weekend. I mean, that's – Auburn oftentimes plays over their heads when they see that Crimson Alabama jersey. And uh, what we were talking about was more of fear of Auburn playing over their heads than uh, we didn't believe in our kids, right? Let's also say we made them play. I, it wasn't like Auburn just played like shit. I mean, when yeah, we did. when you they drive in and, and Herb Jones with one arm is blocking your shot, and and you, you try to a, 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 a European professional level spin move, and he still blocks your shot with a cast. Hey, man, that's Herb Jones playing his ass off. So credit where credits due. You're right. Our negativity was also rooted a little bit in reverse psychology. So. um Yep. That way we can we can say we were right when we lost. And uh, if we win, we're like, hey, we're pl- proud to be wrong. We're wrong all the time. We're stupid as shit. Ask our wives. Ha, ha, ha. You know, so, <laughs> if, Alabama um, wins, if Alabama wins the National Football Championship in 2020, I will gladly pick against us every week. I'll be wrong oh, yeah. every week. <laughs> I'll be wrong every week if it means we win. I would much rather win and be wrong than lose and be right. <laughs> um, all right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs>